When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let's get into this topic here. Now, as you guys know, the NBA season, the official season, is about um, two week, two less than two weeks from now. Now, funny enough, we produced a show. I want to quickly touch on this uh, from yesterday. We produced a show yesterday on some comments that Giannis Antetokounmpo made about the Lakers. I think some people, I don't know, maybe some people watch our show. I don't know. I don't know what some people are doing when they watch some of these shows. People are like, oh, you didn't need to make the show. No, I reacted to what Giannis said. Giannis was the one saying, what the hell are these Lakers doing? It's a preseason game. Why y'all doing all of this? What's the need for all of this? And somehow people turned it into me saying that. What's going on? Giannis said it. I reported on what Giannis said. You're like, no, you need to make this show. Now, Giannis, you need to go talk to Giannis. Now, if you're saying that we shouldn't produce anything negative or produce our thoughts, my my brother, you got the wrong channel. We're going to say what we believe here. But people telling me you don't need to produce this, you don't need to produce that. I don't go to other people's channels telling them what and what they need to talk about and what they don't need to talk about. Like, what's going on? I get my opinion. Some of you guys act like people are forcing you to watch the content. Nobody forced you. When I watch content on YouTube, I rarely, if ever, leave comments on people's videos telling them you don't need to be talking about this. You don't need like cut it out. Like, come on. Like some people be taking it a little bit too far. Anyway, back to the content here. Uh, as you guys know, about a week or so ago, the NBA not the NBA, ESPN released a list to troll everyone, right? Like they normally do. Now, we all know that ESPN usually produces perennially some of the worst rankings in all the sports when it comes to the NBA. Like they have, they are known for this. They are, they are known for this. That's the reason why Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe said, ESPN got a bunch of idiots working there. That's what Kobe said. That's what Kobe, now some people say, well, you're not a journalist, you're not a basketball player, but that's what he said. So you help me figure it out. What What is he seeing that we're seeing? That's what Kobe Bryant said. ESPN usually makes some of the most ridiculous, outlandish lists. And we recently uh, came across an audio from the Dan Lebatar show with Amin Asad, who was basically saying that, listen, uh, as someone that used to work at these networks, I, I, I can tell you for a fact that they make these lists to troll people. And he went he went behind the scenes and he told us exactly how these lists were made. They were essentially made by some type of algorithm where they would take two random people Two random players. Who do you think? Him or him? Who's better? Okay, him. All right. And they keep putting it into a, a, an algorithm that spits out a number bait and they weigh it or whatever and decide to come up with their rankings. Just imagine. This is how they come up with their NBA rankings. It's absolutely unheard of. But for never to, for whatever reason, you have people on the internet that run around and, 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 and they swear by these lists. Did you see where ESPN had this guy ranked? Did you see where they had that? I'm like, nobody's even thinking about this list that they generated. So what happened? 
Yesterday, I was listening to a segment from the JJ Reddick show, and they were talking about um, some basketball topic. And at a certain point within his show, he started to talk about the ESPN ranking, right? And no one asked him to do it. He did it on his own. And he basically wanted to point out that, listen, ESPN is trolling you guys. And to have somebody that works at ESPN basically say that they're doing this for clicks and views is pretty, pretty, pretty revealing. So what we want to do is want to quickly play what J.J. Reddick had to say about what he believes ESPN is doing by putting out these ridiculous lists. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what J.J. Reddick had to say here about ESPN's list. Take a listen to that. I want to make one more point. <laughs> the top 100. OK, oh, no. the top 100, what people need to understand about the top 100 is that several years ago, they changed how they did the rankings. There's an expert panel of expert panel. I'm using air quotes here. An expert panel of 150 uh, basketball people that are asked to rank this top 100. And years ago, they would simply rank the players. Here's my list. Here's my 100 players that is are there in the top 100. Right. Several years ago. Uh, the, the, they use this this format now where it's who would you rather have for this upcoming season, player A or player B? And then there's an algorithm and then it spits out a new thing. Here, who would you rather have this player or this player? Um, and so okay. it's not an actual ranking. It's not an actual list. It is the, the, the difference between the 93rd player and the 50. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one's sitting there and saying, oh, there's 40 better players than Russell Westbrook between 93 and 50. no, nobody listed the players. They're simply asked who would you rather have this upcoming season, Jordan Clarkson or Russell Westbrook? And 75 people say, I'd rather have Russell Westbrook. Okay. Well, he gets spit out to the next algorithm. Who would you have Russell Westbrook or player B? That's how it works. It's not a listing, but also of these 150 people who claim to be basketball experts, how is Derek White not in the top 100? <laughs> How is that possible? He's a, he's a top 50 player. What playoff games were you watching last year? Oh, my gosh. No Derek White, no P.J. Washington, no Jaden McDaniels. Like, there, there are a few ones. Like, hey, man, where are we at? It's Nikias, I, I, do you have, do you have a, a top 50 of the 100 that didn't make it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about my voice and I'm sorry about the early we're recording this at 8am on Sunday morning and I'm I'm heated about this I'm heated about this so for all the uh, trolling it's essentially one big troll the list is one big troll because people don't take the time to actually read the disclaimer if you go to ESPN's website nobody's listing the players it's a troll for engagement that's all it is <laughs> So you heard what J.J. Reddick had to say. Now, 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 let me go into the list here because ESPN got totally demolished because of this list. Absolutely demolished because of this list. Let me go here and look at one of the rankings. Let's just go. Uh, let's look at some of them here. ESPN had Grant Williams ranked as the number 97 player, Harrison Barnes 96, Jalen uh, Williams, 95. Then they had Russell Westbrook at 94. We can stop right there. Then they had Mike Connolly ahead of Russell Westbrook. They had Emmanuel Quickly ahead of Russell Westbrook. They had Josh Hart in front of Russell Westbrook. Uh, John Collins in front of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Do y'all know that ESPN had Robert Williams III ahead of Russell Westbrook? They had Kevin Looney ahead of Russell Westbrook. The list continues on. They had Buddy Heald at 87. They had Kyle Kuzma at 86. Well, they had Clint Capella at 84. They had Tobias Harris at 83. So Tobias Harris is better than Russell Westbrook. All right, we're going to continue on. They had Cam, uh, Cameron Johnson. Uh, they had Bobby Portis. They had uh, Jalen Green. Tyler Hero is better than Russell Westbrook. I continue on. They had Scoot Anderson. Hmm. Scoot Anderson. Man, I wonder what his numbers were last year. Oh, that's right. He didn't play. That's right. He didn't play. He didn't play. How the hell are you going to rank somebody that has never played in the NBA? Y'all help me figure it out. Y'all help me figure it out. How, how, did, how did they do it? They got him up there. Then they got Jordan Clarkson. They got Chris Paul. Who else did they got? Kay Cunningham. Chet Holgram. You had Jordan Poole. You had R.J. Barrett. Then you had, who else? Michael Porter Jr. O.J. Ananobi. Austin Reeves. Then they had Michael Turner. Miles Turner, excuse me. Then they had Rudy Gobert. Then who else? Chris Tapps Porzingis. Desmond Baines. And the list just got more egregious. By I mean, it just it just gets more and more egregious. And you have Zion Williamson. I mean, I can even understand this list. They had Draymond Green in front of Zion Williamson. Lord God, help us all. I don't even know what to say about this. This list was so bad. I don't know if you saw it. There was a recent clip that was going around the internet of Kenyon Martin. Almost losing his mind going off on this list. Do you know why Kenny Martin was going off on this list? Because last year they had John Morant ranked as the number nine, what is it, the number ninth player in the NBA, and this year they have him ranked outside the top twenty-five. And Kenyon Martin was asking himself the question that a lot of us were asking: What exactly happened to John Morant's game that would cause him? To drop to go from go from being a top ten player to a top twenty five player. Now, some of these people that may be generating these lists, they may be ranking this list. They'll say, "Oh well, we're, we're talking about his availability and you know what he may bring to the team." So, if that's the case, how do you have rookies that have never played a single game in the NBA? How do you know they're even going to be healthy enough to play an entire year this year? How do you even know that they're going to be? How do you even know that they're going to be productive? How did y'all? How did they come up with this list? Personally, they do this to troll you guys. They do it to troll you guys. Oh, oh y'all didn't think there was such a thing as clickbait? Like, y'all didn't think that? Wait, wait. You didn't read some of those big titles on ESPN's channel? Some of those. You didn't. You didn't read some of those titles with the with the with the with the with the sirens and all of that stuff. And I click on the video and I'm expecting to see some major heat and there's nothing. Oh, you thought it was just independent creators that do that? You didn't think that the big boys did that? You didn't think that they did that to generate a lot of conversation and get people? They don't even believe those lists that they're putting up there. No one with a straight face can explain that list in a sensible way. Nobody. Nobody. Because it makes it seem like as if you don't even watch basketball. You don't even watch it. So to me, man, listen, this is what they do. This is what they do. And unfortunately, uh, they are successful at trolling people with these lists. The sad part is that some people swear by these lists. 
Some people base their GOAT arguments off of what people at ESPN say. Just imagine that. They actually base it. You see what ESPN's top 10? Who cares what their top 10 is? All of it is ridiculous anyway. All of it. Now, they couldn't play around with the top 10 because they had their top 10. They couldn't mess around. Because if they now start putting up some foolishness, in their top 10, they would have lost a lot of people. So they knew that they could mess around with people from 11 onwards to 100 or whatever. But you knew you couldn't do that with the top 10. Because if, if, if there are certain players that if they're not in the top 10, you lose all credibility. So to me, man, that came from J.J. Red. That's somebody that works there. This is what he's saying. That they're trolling you guys. That's what he's using an algorithm to determine who the best players are. An algorithm to tell you who the best NBA players are. You need an algorithm to tell you that? You need to go to MIT to be able to understand who's a good basketball player and who's not. If that's the case, we in trouble. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. But anyway, let's get into this topic here. So this morning, uh, I was doing some research. And I came across an article from fadeawayworld.net that absolutely floored me. It absolutely floored me. Why? Because this particular article was centered on Shaq. And I was like, okay, there goes Shaq. They go my man Shaq. But then, as I'm reading further into the article, it then starts to say some things that Shaq was saying about his predictions. And then ultimately, he brought up Ben Simmons. Now... For the people that have followed this channel, y'all know how I feel about Ben Simmons. I have said for the past few years now that Ben Simmons is one of the biggest time wasters in the NBA. He's wasting everyone's time. And a lot of people have agreed with me, and some people have disagreed with me. Whenever I said that, I was basing it off of what I was seeing. Not because I have any personal agenda. Because I don't. Because a number uh, a few years ago, I actually thought and I thought and I pushed for Ben pushed like as if I have a vote. I don't have a vote, but I thought and I would have liked to see Ben Simmons actually win the Defensive Player of the Year award when he was with Philly. Didn't happen. But we all knew that Ben Simmons was a very talented player. He was being compared to LeBron. If it just 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 think about this for a second. Imagine an NBA player being compared to. Uh, LeBron James that's the type of comparisons that Ben Simmons was getting right when he came into the NBA but then I started to study him you know study his habits and I and I began to discover that Ben Simmons was someone that was not interested in improving his basketball game he he simply was not interested in improving as an NBA player and some of his and some of his supporters were trying to make excuses for him and baby him and then I would pull up other players they came into the NBA very young like Ben Simmons, and you could see the improvement year over year. Players like John Morant, players like John Morant, players like Giannis Antetokounmpo, players like Paul George, players like Pascal Siakam, uh, players like Luka Doncic. So many young players that came into the NBA with a lot of uh, a talent and a lot of hype that went to work and work on their skills, and you could see them progress- progressively getting better year after year. But in the case of Ben Simmons, we never saw this. He got to a certain point, an all-star level, defensive, uh, uh, all-NBA defensive type of player, all, uh, defensive player of the year, ca- a ca- caliber type of player, but then he plateaued, and then he started to regress. And I started to point that out, and then some people started taking exception to that, which I don't care because I'm, I'm giving you guys 
uh, my opinion. But then I came across this article this morning that absolutely floored me by some of the things I heard Shaq saying and some of the predictions that he made. So we, we actually want to play what Shaq said because you're going to be absolutely astonished by what Shaq said. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into it. So what we want to do is actually want to play what Shaq said. It's a short video, about a minute or so. Uh, and I want you guys to take a listen to some of the predictions. Uh, that Shaq made, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Shaq got to say there. My MVP next year is going to be Nikola Jokic. Rookie of the year, Victor Wimbenyama. Most improved player is going to be Ben Simmons. Champions, Dallas Mavericks. So you heard what Shaq said. He believes that Ben Simmons is going to end up being the most improved player of the year. Let me tell you why this is significant. The reason Shaq's comments are significant is because Shaq was one of those people uh, that was actually calling out Ben Simmons. I believe both of them went to the same, had the same alma mater. And uh, Shaq was one of the guys on television calling out Ben Simmons and basically saying, you're not playing good enough and you're not improving. And at a certain point, I guess Ben Simmons didn't like that. And then I guess him and Shaq had a conversation because Shaq said that. And then he said he was going to lay off of him. But then he saw that Ben Simmons really wasn't improving. Uh, and he went back to his old position. Now, the question then becomes, why the change of heart? Why the change of heart? And I can tell you why. If you look at Ben Simmons historically, let's just look at him last year. Obviously, he dealt with an injury. But if you look at Ben Simmons the last two years or so, he seemed very tentative uh, when he was playing. He didn't really show that aggression and he had this and he showed this unwillingness to take jump shots and really try new things that he works on in the offseason in NBA games. That was one of the things people were knocking him for. So this particular preseason, Ben Simmons has been basically saying, you know, I'm coming back. I feel great. I'm ready to get back to my all star, you know, uh, form and all of that stuff. But people have heard this before. So a lot of people were skeptical. I'm getting to the point where I think Shaq had a change of heart. Then you start watching him. 
And as someone that has been critical of Ben Simmons, I've been paying close attention, not close, but I've been watching him. And he seems to have a totally different demeanor. When he's playing, he seems a lot more assertive. He seems more aggressive. Uh, he's playing with a level of confidence that I haven't seen him play with in quite some time. And he seems to be mentally engaged into this season. Now, if you look at his preseason stats, and I'm not ready to shout about his preseason stats, but his preseason stats this year, uh, he's scoring, what, eight points per game, um, shooting 58% from the field. He is shooting 40% from the free throw line, but it's not a lot. I mean, these are preseason games. But he is getting you 4.3 rebounds and seven assists per game and 1.7 steals. Now, to me, in order for him to win the most improved player of the year, I think these are the numbers we're going to need to see from Ben Simmons. We're going to need to see Ben Simmons score around 15 points per game, shooting about 50% from the field. I don't care about his threes because he's never going to shoot uh, uh, threes. I think he needs to shoot at least 70% from the free throw line. At least 70%. Not 40% or 44% that he shot last year. That's ridiculous. He needs to shoot at least 65 to 70% from the free throw line. He needs to get you around seven to eight rebounds a game. His assists need to go up to around seven to eight assists per game. His steals need to be there. And most importantly, his play needs to contribute to W's. They need to contribute to W's. Now, some people say, well, isn't that asking a lot? Ben Simmons averaged more early on in his career. And last year, if you go from averaging all of those, if, if you average all of those points that I just mentioned to you guys, coming from averaging 6.9 points per game last year, shooting 0% from the three, 43.9% from the free throw line, while getting you 6.3 rebounds and six assists per game, then you can say that this guy really improved. Then you can say that. So for Shaq to say that shows you that he's seeing something. And I've noticed it too. I've noticed it too. Now it's time to put up or shut up because now we got to see it. And that goes for everybody. So if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. That goes for everybody. And if there are people saying, I don't believe you, let me see it. They have that right to say that. People don't have to believe in you just because you said it and you haven't done it yet. You got to go prove them wrong. If, they, if you're like, you're going to do this thing, then do it. When you do it, then you can tell people to shut up. And if Ben Simmons really improves, his, it, improves his, it has an improvement this year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acknowledge it. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I'm surprised more people aren't discussing this, given the gravity of the person that's involved. In this case, we're talking about Brett Favre, Hall of Fame uh, football player, quarterback who used to play for the Green Bay uh, Packers. I'm surprised because I've seen other things make headlines that were nowhere near uh, the level that this is. And in those in those situations, a lot of it, a lot of it was speculative. In this particular case, there are actual people that were involved. There are actual lawsuits that taken place and real allegations uh, that have been put forward. Now, some of you guys may be asking, well, what are you talking about? Well, as you guys know, about a year or so ago, uh, Brett Favre was embroiled uh, in a scandal in, in Mississippi surrounding uh, the misappropriation of funds that were supposed to be used to serve um, the, the underserved. And then instead, those funds were now siphoned off and redirected to do other things, some in some people's pockets, some to do private uh, projects and things like this. And then it started raising questions. So actually, I went up, I went, I went up, I did some research and I looked up 
the case. Now, it's a very long case. I'm going to read from ESPN just to give you guys a little bit of background. It's a very, very long um, uh, case. I want to read a little bit of it here. It starts off with the headline, Brett Favre, Mississippi welfare case explained. It then continues on. Last May, Mississippi native Brett Favre became embroiled in the largest case of public fraud in state history. The Hall of Fame quarterback was one of the one was one of the original 38 defendants named in a civil lawsuit filed by Mississippi's Department of Human Services, MDHS, seeking to recoup temporary assistance for needy families funds that were diverted to the rich and powerful. A state audit found that at least $77 million in welfare funds was misspent. At the heart of the dispute between MDHS and Favre is a volleyball facility in 2019 at Favre's alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi. Favre donated his own money and helped raise funds for the facility and text message which have been which have become public and legal filings as part of the civil lawsuit show he pushed state officials for funding during the time his daughter was on the team. The university's athletic foundation received $5 million in TANF funds. It continues on. According to the state audit and the civil lawsuit, Favre was also paid $1.1 million from the TANF fund for speeches the auditor says Favre never made. He eventually paid the money back, but the auditor has demanded he also pay $228,000 in interest. Uh, Prevacus, a company, uh, a company developing a con- concussion drug in which Favre was a top outside investor and stakeholder, also received TNAF funds. Eight people have been indicted, six who have pled guilty for their involvement, including former MDHS director John Davis and Nancy New, the head of Mississippi, the head of the Mississippi Community Education Center, a nonprofit through um, which much of the funding flowed. Favre has denied wrongdoing and has not yet been criminally charged. Last week, a judge filed a suspension order limiting pretrial publicity until the case, which now has 47 defendants, goes to trial or is resolved. A spokesperson from Favre declined to comment. And then that article, what it did was it then took us step by step, day by date, going through text messages is a pretty long one. You guys can go and, uh, and read it again. So I was doing some research this morning and I came across an article uh, from front office sports that brought out some stunning details in this case. Uh, and now it essentially seems that these courts are now basically trying to, uh, you know, get Brett Favre to release his tax information, because if you declare your funds, then people are going to be able to trace where this income came from. And if you didn't, if you didn't declare it, then it's going to open up a whole new door of legal problems. So that's the case that we actually that's the center of this particular show here. But as I was reading through that case, it reminded me um, of some comments that Shannon Sharp made on Undisputed during his time there a few months ago where he was discussing this very case. And at the time, Shannon Sharp was essentially saying that Brett Favre is the lowest of low when it comes to people misappropriating funds from uh, people that need it from your own state that you're from. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Shannon Sharp had to say at the time there. And then we want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Shannon Sharp said at that time. Take a listen to that. Shannon, how much do you think this could tarnish Brett Favre's legacy? Well, I don't think none can tarnish it because if you go back and look at his history when he played in the NFL, it should have tarnished it already. I talked to people that was in the room when Brett Favre went to the Hall of Fame and nobody mentioned about text messages that he sent to that jet masseuse. Mm. Nobody mentioned anything about the addiction that he suffered from. But yeah. yet T.O. 
They brought up everything. Can you imagine if T.O. would have had an incident, incidents like Brett Favre off the field? T.O. still, to this day right now, would not be in the Hall of Fame. Yet they walked right past it like Brett Favre did nothing. That is true. I the, give you that. The problem that I have with this situation, yep. you got to be a sorry mofo mm. to steal from the lowest of the low. Skip, they, they, Mississippi is the poorest state in our country. It is. It's citizens. So if they're the poorest state, Brett Favre is taken from the, 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 uh, uh, the underserved. You made $100-plus plus million in the NFL. And they're talking about, well, he didn't know. This is what Brett Favre takes. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So if you got to ask your, if you got to ask this question, is there any way the media can find out? You already know you're doing something wrong. The mere fact that you don't want anybody to know. So you know you're doing something wrong. And Skip, he wanted to seem so, so philanthropic. He wanted to change the perception of the narrative. He take money for some damn volleyball arena. Well, his his, his daughter, daughter played. So, mm -hmm. so oh, you see what Brad Favre did for his alma mater? Mm -hmm. No, he didn't get no money. Came out of his pocket. He stole money from people that really needed that money. Yep. Man, this is this is embarrassing. And he's not the only one. Ted DiBiase, a former wrestler, even Marcus Dupree, a great running back at your old the school that you loved, that you loved growing up, Oklahoma. He got money. How can you got to be really low to take from the poorest of the poor? To, Brad, you ain't got enough money. Okay, Skip, listen. You don't. Okay, you know you're not supposed to have this. But how am I gonna give the damn speeches? Mm -hmm. They're paying you to give speeches, and you didn't even give the speeches. And now you won't even pay the money back. And they fired one of the guys that that, that say he tried to recoup the money. They fired him to about when he was a Clinton appointee. Mm -hmm. it, it was political. Yeah. Shouldn't you get the money back? Have nothing to do with politics. The man got the. And this is what we know. Skill when black and brown people do do fraud the government, they do it. They hell bent. Mm -hmm. You get an EBT card and you get wick and you get stuff like that. Boy, they move heaven and earth to try to put you in jail for four hundred little measly dollars. Fact. Now this man done took a million dollars. Somebody got three million. Somebody got four hundred thousand. Yeah. And they sitting around like, well, well, you know, it, it happened, and we'll see. And they gonna get more money and do it all over again. And to your point, the Mississippi Department of Human Services had to file a civil lawsuit against Brett Favre because he had not paid back the interest he owed on the $1.1 million that he was fraudulently given right. for giving no speeches. Right. right? And he won't even okay. pay the $1.1 back. He won't even pay the interest on the money. Right. It's $228,000. I mean, you got, you, you got to be really low. Yeah. You got to be really low. And, and, and people and, 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 and politicians, you got to be really low, too. To know that this money is supposed to go to the most underserved and you take it and give it to people that's made millions or got millions or have the, uh, the potential to make millions and you're willing to do that, you're willing to let your people starve, you let your people go underserved, and Brett Favre, you took this money, ain't nothing good. Skip, this is what we know. Yep. If people like you, there is nothing you can do to turn them against you. So I want to read a little bit of what this article had to say here from Front Office Sports. Essentially, this article starts off with the headline, Brett Favre refuses to release tax taxes in Mississippi welfare case. It continues on, Brett Favre has refused to turn over his tax returns or much else. And lawyers for the Mississippi Department of Human Services again requested a judge compel the Hall of Famer to comply with the subpoenas issued in this civil case. MDHS 
has propounded, propounded a total of 27 requests for production to Favre. MDHS lawyers wrote in the, in the Monday filing, Favre has raised multiple objections to every request. The subpoenas seek texts and emails Favre exchanged with others who were part of an alleged scheme, including those indicted on state and federal charges that led to millions of misappropriated welfare funds. The tax filings requested by MDHS connect Favre to about $8 million allegedly sourced from temporary assistance for needy families, TANF funds, between 2017 and 2020. Favre has denied he knew the source, <laughs> the source of the money was from TANF funds. Favre is even amongst more than 40 uh, civil case defendants seeking to recoup millions in the largest public corruption scandal in Mississippi history. Favre has not been charged criminally. About $5 million of TANF funds went to a volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi and text allegedly shows Favre's efforts on the, pro on the project. Favre's tax returns are relevant and probative to both MDHS's claims and Favre's defense, MDHS lawyers wrote. MDHS and Favre, uh, uh, and Favre dispute whether Favre agreed to fund the construction of the volleyball facility prior to his signing to his signing a, 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 a written pledge. The amounts Favre paid towards the construction of the facility, or presumably, uh, which presumably would reflect on his tax returns, are relevant to that dispute. The tax return also may contain relevant information regarding payments Favre made or received from any defendant. Favre objection, uh, objected to handle uh, hand over those taxes, claiming the request is overly broad, unduly burdensome, and harassing, according uh, to filings. And then it continues on to say, in July 2019, text from uh, then-Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant, Favre wrote that he paid for three-fourths of the volleyball facility. The facility untimely costs, uh, ultimately costs uh, more than $6 million. So you guys can go read uh, the rest of what that article had to say uh, there. So here are my thoughts on this. You know, it's astounding the lack of coverage a public figure of, that has the stature of a Brett Favre has. Virtually no one is talking about this. Absolutely nobody. Nobody not even talking about it, not even giving you updates on it. No one is discussing it, not ESPN, not Fox. No one is talking about it. No one. And to me, that is that is astonishing. Do you know why? Because of all of the things that get covered on the news as it pertains to sports, of all of the frivolous uh, 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 topics that are brought up and events that are covered, one would think that when a serious issue like this arises or a serious matter like this arises, at least will be discussed. But no one is saying a mumbling word. Not even Jason Whitlock, who <laughs> is, who seems to be this proponent of holiness and Christianity. Jason Whitlock recently had Brett Favre on his show. None of these questions were brought up. None of them. And to me, the question is, why isn't anybody discussing this? Why isn't anybody discussing this? A case of this magnitude? We're not even discussing it? We're not saying 
that you should go out there and make conclusions and say he did this or he didn't do that. No, we're just we're just saying report on the story. No one is doing this, but let LeBron be sitting on the sideline drinking tea, or let this guy be doing that. Let the, let there be any frivolous topic, then we're all going to sit up here and, uh, uh, and discuss it. But when serious issues like this arise, uh, uh, arise, no one is talking about it. I'm very, very surprised at this. Now, some people say, oh, the reason some of those people don't talk about it is because some shows are NBA shows, but other shows are NFL shows. But in general, this is sports news. This is sports news and no one is talking about it. Number one, number two, did you hear the amount of money that was allegedly misappropriated? $77 million and a number that they were attributing to Favre was around $8 million. I had to do some research before this show even started. Do you guys know that Brett Favre has a net worth of what? A hundred million dollars last time I checked. A hundred million dollars last time I checked. And you find yourself connected to a story like this? Really? Really? Is this what you're telling me? To me, it is a shame. And I think sports fans are being done a major disservice by them not being made privy on this particular issue here. Because I've seen other stories gain more attention than this particular story. I don't know why this story is not picking up. Uh, it's not making any headlines. I really don't know why. Why are we and a few other people out there the ones discussing this? To me, it's surprising. It really is because I think more people should, more people should be talking about this. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.